everybody, welcome to another comic episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Helberton, and who's who's with me tonight? Well, it's Ken Sanity. Multiple guest. Always happy to talk about some comics. <laughs> You've been the main comic guy for the last few episodes that people have heard. That's all right. It keeps me coming back and keeps me reading comics, so that's great. I don't know how, I mean, my opinion of this book has changed. For those that don't know, this is what I call one of the, the lost episodes I mentioned here and there on the show. But there were a few episodes due to things that happened. I had I ended up losing, I had to lose them and re, re-recording them with different guests and different people. And this is one of them. Just to kind of put that out there because I'm probably going to mention it again. So, so you mentioned that we're talking about a lost episode. What are we doing? <laughs> we are talking about Wolverine Old Man Logan that came out and started in 2008 and in 2009, written by Mark Millar. I think how you pronounce that name. Yep. Yep. Good old Mark Millar. Oh, definite. Uh, we like him here. Eh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I read a lot of his books. I'm okay with him. Yeah. I mean, my opinion wrote, of this book uh, has changed, though. Yeah, he wrote Superman Red Sun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Okay, we do tend to read a lot of his books then, huh? <laughs> on the show, <laughs> I forgot that was him. Well, that was recorded um, a while ago at this point. So, yeah, and see where your feelings on this book have changed. I realized while I was reading this, this was my first time reading this. This is my fourth or fifth. So I've read it a few times. <laughs> Originally, I read it this once is... when I first found it. Then I read it twice when we recorded the first time we recorded the episode at least two or three times, and then I read it again for this recording. Wow, I read it a, a, a few times, and it's kind of it's kind of grown on me. So this, so what I should say is, Wolverine, Old Man Logan came out with the Wolverine run, whatever in, in two thousand eight that was going on. But it's essentially a different a different world, like another one of the. If you're a DC fan, Elseworlds, I mean that kind of it's it's not the same canon. It's really, I mean, it's supposed to be that it's been fifty years from whatever happened with Wolverine. The villains had won. And Wolverine's an, an old man now living on a farm in California, and he won't put out his claws. And that's all you really know in the beginning. You really don't know what happened. You get one uh, page of him all beat up, and he goes to a train, and then that's all you see. And then you see him with his family, and he, and he has kids. Which yeah, not- and it's not even that he just, you know, won't put out the claws. Like, he won't fight at all. Like, several characters call him a pacifist in this, because... <laughs> He will just allow himself to get beat on. Oh, yeah. And like, I mean, it's in the first in the first book, even like very early on, you have you're introduced to the Hulk family, which I really don't. I used to be amused by them, but as time has changed, they really bother me now. And I have some (laughs) I have some weird feelings about the Hulk family because the way they're kind of portrayed is like inbreedy yokels like that's kind of. Yeah, but it, but it also kind of has like a a royal family feel to it. Like the people that are in power will make sure that their family continues no matter who they have to meet with to keep that family line going. So it's kind of like America's royal family with the Hulks here. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, that can happen. OK, I never thought of that way, but I can. OK. Yeah, like it's it's interesting and it's just kind of goes to show that there are different thoughts on, you know, mating within the family over in Europe. Everybody's like, oh, yes, continuing the family line. And here we're like, oh, that's <laughs> gross. 
I, I guess part of it is I'm not a big fan of Hulk, but I don't like the fact that in this story, Hulk ended up kind of turning evil. Like he didn't, he wasn't with the other heroes when they fought all the villains that finally teamed up together and decided, you know, to get together and go after all the heroes because they're like, there's 50 of us to every one hero, which is kind of funny because it's true. <laughs> and that's what the whole idea was. And the fact that the Hulk, I don't think he didn't turn against him. He just didn't fight. He just stayed on his own. And he wasn't involved. They left him alone for some reason, or he killed. I know he killed Abomination because California, because the United States was chopped up by some of the different villains that took over. And I know California and Washington, that whole section of the U.S. is now the Hulk's territory. It was the Abomination, but then he killed the Abomination and took over. And the idea that the gamma po- gamma poisoning that made him the Hulk made him insane, too. Yeah, and it's it's kind of a rough read, but it is interesting mm-hmm. to see that how themes from this book are also reflected in the modern MCU also, because you have Hulk, you know, effectively being very selfish and not fighting. And you see that in infinity war too. Like you see a very much like a resentful Hulk in both the Marvel movies, like toward the end cycle there. And in this book, never thought about that, but that makes sense. I mean, you have a point. It just didn't occur to me before. It's pretty, pretty interesting. I think it's just like the, this book is very, very violent. Like when the Hulk family shows up, they come demanding rent and Logan doesn't have rent. And you see a scene where he's like having a dream or a hallucin- you know, an idea of what he wants to do. He pops his claws, he kills him, slices him right open. But then he goes back to reality and they just beat the shit out of him. And, and it just doesn't move. Yeah, and it's just so brutal. I mean, the whole point of it is to show you that this is not the Wolverine that you know. This is a different Wolverine. This is a beaten down Wolverine that something happened to him and he won't fight. And that's the only reason why the villains have just left him alone and let him live out. You know, they don't care about him. Yeah, they're pretty much just he went from being one of the most feared people in the world to a punchline. Yeah, literally. And <laughs> oh, God, it's just it's hard to look at. It, I had, to, I mean, as I've said, I read this book, some, you know, four or five times before I had a really hard time. I mean, I read it in like two days, but I had a hard time reading it this time. Like things bothered me more than they ever did before. Like when you have the one of the Hulks, I think is that supposed to be She-Hulk that's in the car? Um, I think it's a distant relation because they do talk about that later, how uh, the only person Banner could continue the family line with was She-Hulk. Oh, and then she's been dead or something at this point. So. Yeah. Who's like his cousin. So this is how you get, you know, the trucker hat wearing porn stash toting members of the Hulk clan. Yeah. Okay. So that, that Then she must be like his daughter. I don't think I want Grand, to. I think they're his grandchildren. They're Banner's grandchildren. Okay. Because you, you see her early on. Like you see a, a bunch of them. And they're kind of different. And she's nursing a baby. And it's just. Yeah. Which again, Mark Millar just kind of going for a little bit over, you know, over the top because he likes to do that in his books. And the, yeah, that's his thing. Yeah, like, I can't, one of these I can't days, say I'm a big fan of him anymore. Have you ever read Wanted? No, I need to though. Okay. Yeah, he, he did that one. And like, I don't know, that one really feels like it was written for high school dudes to read. <laughs> and like a lot of his work has that flavor to it like if i would have read you know some of these books when i was back in high school i would have been like oh man it's so cool and now i'm like uh, it's a bit of excessive there homeboy <laughs> 
Yeah, and I think that's what hit me this time. Like I, because I really like I like the story a lot. Well, I'd also just like when I see other things that are happening with the character, like the fact that when like the Hulk family shows up in the first issue, they're driving the Fantastic Four's car. I mean, that made me smile. And then one of my favorite Marvel characters shows up in this book, too, in the end where an old blind Hawkeye shows up to come tell Logan he has, he needs him, you know, he has a job for him and he needs him to be a navigator to come with him because he has to cross from California all the way to like Washington area, Washington, D.C. to deliver a package. Yep. And this is where we start to see the first threads of the book that not only lead into the narrative depth, but would also go on to become the movie Logan. Which I have no recollection of, even though I've seen it. Oh, that's that's a good one. I really <laughs> I just wanted to being watch good. it for this, but yeah, I didn't. I'll come later. I have plans someday to do that series. Fantastic. Someday. <laughs> I have to finish other things. But at the end of the first issue, it also shows you a map of what happened with the United States. How you have Hulkland, you have the Kingdom of the Kingpin, you have a blank area, you have Doom's Lair, you have... And then you have the President's Quarter. I think that's really cool to kind of when you see how everything is just like they have this map. And if you look at the map, it has little things like, oh, the Lizard King and Negative Zone openings and Cree Haven. Just little, you know, little, you know, things for the reader to be like, ah, ha, ha, that's cool. Yeah, I think my favorite one on there is Electroville. It's uh, good to see Electro getting his own thing, even though he's kind of, you know, a joke. I like Electro. Yeah, but he's not a character that has really been taken seriously in the comics. No, probably not. I haven't read any books in a minute, so I can't really say. I just saw a movie with him when he turned blue and was terrible. Yes. That's something different. But also, and then when Hawkeye does show up, he has the spider mobile or the spider buggy. Just kind of funny mm-hmm. to see that they, brought, that they brought this in. Oh, yeah. I, I love this. Like, it's really cool, like, watching these characters that, you know, I grew up with and a lot of people like reading, just playing around in a time when, you know, heroes aren't a thing anymore. And that's something that you see throughout the book is that, you know, you can't be a hero because the entire United States is pretty much operated by villains. Yep. I think that's what's so interesting. Like also, and just how and I, it's in the second issue when they're traveling, they pass through, I forget what town it is. I think it's San Francisco that they're in or yeah, San Francisco, but there's nobody there. That's when they talk about how the Morloids have come out of hiding completely and have been taken in cities and just, just, just they just dig them, you know, they just bury the city and kill everybody. Yep. I mean, they go into it a little later, but they, they start to put that there. One thing I found weird is in the second issue when they introduce like, the, the, the Ghost Riders, which are a bunch of just, like, biker gangs that have flaming bikes for some reason. Yeah. Why not? This was... I don't like these. I don't like them. See, what I like to think is that, you know, these flaming motorcycles aren't a natural extension of Ghost Riders' power. They just, you know, they don't... They're, they're there. And they probably just broke in and stole them. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're just vehicles. They don't have any. These aren't super. These are just guys on flaming market. Yeah. They they're not like there's nothing special about them. But they got chains. I mean, I do like the way they kill them, though. Well, they beat the shit out of Logan and they're heading to the back of the van to open up the cargo. And they start talking and you see panels of them just getting shot with arrows. And you have Hawkeye saying, that's right, bitches. Just keep making noise. Uh, and it's actually like it's a really badass scene of you have old man blind Hawkeye standing above a bunch of dead bodies of purple arrows out of all, everyone's head. Yep. Like it's just, and he's just one shot, one kill, all headshots, all by the sound <laughs> of their voice. It is a cool moment, and I and I do like the narrative that goes on throughout most of this book, where Hawkeye keeps asking Logan like, "What happened to you?" And Logan just won't say. He's like, "They broke me, bub," and that's all he says. He won't talk about what happened at first. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that was that would definitely be something that would have kept me going too when this book, you know, if I would have been reading this book when it was came out. Yeah, like how do you break Wolverine? Like, yeah, <laughs> we can, we'll talk in a little bit actually. Oh my god, we'll get yeah, there. We're gonna get to that because oh boy. So then, what did you think of Hammer Falls? I thought Hammer Falls was really interesting. Hammer Falls is like a town. Uh, it looks like what used to be Vegas. Okay, that's good. Maybe I didn't really think about that. Because they have that, you know, welcome to fabulous Las Vegas sign. Somebody spray painted over at Hammer Falls. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't catch that when I looked at it, but that makes sense. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And I do like the idea that, you know, there are places where, you know, heroes fell that have become, you know, places of worship, but also tourist traps. There's (laughs) nothing more American than that. And I like how they're all praying to Thor's hammer because, again, nobody can move it because they killed Thor and nobody was worthy enough to move it. So it's just there. Mm-hmm. I, I I like that. And they have a little scene of, like, somebody selling, like, merchandise. You can buy an Iron Man doll. And they got a Captain America shield and some shirts. And I, I like you said, tourist travel. It's really cool. Yeah. Like, it's, there's, like I said, there's nothing more fundamental than capitalism and religion <laughs> to America's identity. And this is... Both of those in one, because like yeah. you got the the tourist trap angle, and then you got the people that are being just so reverential to the fallen hammer, like they're hoping, praying for you know heroes to come back. They want the heroes back, and say they might win it. Hero to save me, you know something like that. <laughs> uh, I'm just not. And see, I was thinking of uh, Bonnie Tyler's holding out for a hero. So that's good song. Probably better than the yeah, chat actually, in my head. I was I was playing that during one of the fights at the end of this book. <laughs> and when they're in town, it, it ends up introduced like I, they introduce you to Ultron Eight, I think it is, which is yep. This is all kind of weird to me. So you find out that Hawkeye had hooked up with one of Spider Man's daughters, had a kid, but then she left, and now she married one of an Ultron. And she's and Ultron raised him because Hawkeye left when she was like a couple months old or something. Yeah, he seems like a good stepdad. <laughs> it's just funny. I mean, I'm like, I'm like Ultron. I mean, I know there are other Ultrons and things like that in in the in the comics, so it's not like that weird to have that. It's one of the later ones, but it just to me it was kind of funny. Yeah, and this Ultron bot is looking worse for wear. Oh, like he's dented, messy. He's wearing chinos for God's sakes. This looks funny wearing normal clothes though. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I love it. And then it, the whole like and the the what's that word I want like the stinger for the end of the issue is that you find out that their daughter Ashley is was captured by Kingpin who's dressed up like a Spider Woman or you know like Spider a Spider Woman and they have to go rescue her because she's about to be executed. Yeah, and the whole thing is that you know people are trying to bring heroes back, but um, Kingpin's not too happy about that because well he's Kingpin. <laughs> Why would you be? Uh, and I was a little surprised because it's also not the, the Kingpin that we know. It's a completely different, which makes sense because Kingpin is not, he's just kind of a regular guy. He's not, a, he's not like a, you know, he's not someone that's going to survive for 50 years. So there's a, someone else that just took over that took the name Kingpin. Yeah. And, and he's basically just like a high end drug dealer. Yeah. Like he's just, he's got his finger in every crime pie around. And there's a good scene, though, like when they're traveling through on their way to Kingpin's Lair and they go through some town where, again, where the Molloids have dug, have been, you know, digging the whole town. There's just some random guy clinging on the top of a church. Like, he's like, someone help me. They're like, we don't got time for this. And they just keep going. <laughs> and they just yeah. leave him there just to die. 
And, you know, he was, it looked like he was too afraid to come down. Yeah, maybe so, that, I mean, he's not that far away from the ground, though, so. Yeah, I feel like Hawkeye just realized, you know, yeah, this is kind of a pointless situation. So we're just going to keep going. You can't save them all. But also, they don't really care. <laughs> you know, they're only in it for certain things. Like, his whole mission is, I got to get this package across the country and get paid. And, you know, he's another reason why he's doing it. And Logan's is like, hey, you're going to give me $500. This will pay for rent for a while. I'm all, you know, he's all, that's why he's doing this. Mm-hmm. And then it then it when it shows you when they what's going on in Salt Lake City where you have the Punisher and Daredevil, which is not the real Punisher and Daredevil, whoever was working with Hawkeye's daughter dressed up as those characters took those and took those names. And they yep, don't get up. And then we're introduced to our new Kingpin who's got an iced out K medallion and Kingpin <laughs> belt buckle and yeah. he's got the rings across his fingers. Yeah, it, it's it's, yeah, it's this, a cool take. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I like think that. it's funny. It's funny, and it also bothered me too. Like the way they get killed, they get they get executed by getting eaten by raptors after execution. Yes, and that made me so happy when I saw that. <laughs> I was just like, okay, what's going to go on here? Turn the page. What dinosaurs? Uh huh. That's and that's when I knew I was in for a treat. I mean, it is kind of the fact they were able to take so much stuff from Marvel canon and just kind of like just sprinkle it in, you know, here and there. Even if it doesn't really need to be there, they just put it in there. Yeah, like you forget, you know, that the Savage Land is a thing. Oh, well, these dinosaurs came from the Savage Land. Oh, (laughs) so there is an in-universe explanation that kind of makes sense. You talking about like a little bit later on when they say dinosaurs are too expensive, so they just let them run free. That, that part okay all right so yeah the whole thing about like even dinosaurs have a somewhat rational explanation here so even though this book is let's be honest ridiculous at times oh yeah 100 percent ridiculous it, it's still kind of realistic according to the marvel like the rules that they've established okay i mean but I'll, it's I'll, also ridiculous i'll <laughs> I mean, speaking of ridiculous, the way they rescue Ashley, they take this frickin' spider buggy, drive across the wall of another building, jump and jump into the area where her cell is, and Hawkeye just goes all grown and crazy and just starts chopping everybody up with a katana. Yep. I mean, that's a little ridiculous, too. It was cool. I'm a big fan of Hawkeye for some reason. I know why. (laughs) And so the scene, him being, you know, blind but still badass was kind of cool. And then the way that. And like the way that they that they end this section where they go here to rescue Jessica, once they disable the 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 her cell, she grabs a shotgun and cuts off Kingpin's head with a shotgun. She just hits him so hard. Yeah, that's <laughs> insane. And then this is where they mention that this was Magneto's section, but Kingpin killed Magneto. Mm-hmm. But man, is it it is badass. Like the, I don't like this character. Because she ends up, she's about to kill Hawkeye to prove a point that she's in power. Because she, because they made it seem like she was here to rescue everybody from the kingpin, but she was actually here just to take power. She didn't care about rescuing anybody. Yeah, which is realistic. Yeah. I feel they grew up. She grew up in this world. I mean, she she's no. I mean, it's, they fifty years ago they took over. There's no way she's fifty. <laughs> Nowhere near. So you know, she grew up in this madness. So this madness. This is normal to her. This is how you you survive. It's different. You know, different than like with zombie apocalypse. Someone that grew up in it versus someone that you know you know saw it happen later in life. They have a harder time handling it. Where when if you're a child and that this is your world, this is your world. You don't know any different. Mm-hmm. So and you adapt. It's, 
you know, that right there, I think, is the firm proof that, you know, this there is no time for heroes anymore. Yeah. I like how she's about to kill him, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then Logan rescues him by jumping it, crashing in with the car and just grabs him. And they just drive off. And fly over into the building next door. Yeah, it's, it's a, little, a little strange. And then she just sends all her men that now are loyal to her. After him, this is also when they make a comment that I'd mentioned a little bit ago about with the dinosaurs. They're just because he's like, why are so many freaking dinosaurs everywhere? And he's like, well, they were people just kept taking them from the savage land. Yeah. And then it's too expensive and we can't keep them anymore. And then a hole opens up in the ground because sure. This is a straight up horror moment, though. Oh, yeah. This oh, yeah. is something that really could fit into a, a horror movie. Like, So they're in the darkness and he, he acted. He I, I feel like he got knocked out, maybe. Yeah, it's just two hours past. So he got knocked out. He wakes up because, you know, he's Wolverine. He or in this case, Logan, because he doesn't go by Wolverine. And I like how he's, you know, he's like, hey, you okay, Bob? And he flashes the light and you just see a bunch of people just getting eaten, eaten by Moloids. Yeah, and the Moloids, like, it's like what would happen if uh, the Mole Man, the villain from like the old, what was it, Fantastic Four? Fantastic Four. Yeah, like what would happen if. Mole Man bred with uh, the brood, those weird alien things from the nineties. <laughs> like they're about. terrifying. Uh-huh. No, I do not like it, but Wolverine's got his cracked glow stick and he's having a good old time. <laughs> yeah, and he just kind of scares him off the light, grabs Hawkeye who's in a car listening to everyone else get eaten. <laughs> like it's it's pretty fucked up. And then they when they climb out and you just see a scene of of all these people getting eaten and by moloids and it's, it's pretty, pretty creepy. It's pretty gruesome. And it really kind of goes to show that this is a world that has completely gone to seed. Like there's, there's really nothing worth saving here, but people still try. Yeah. Which is, I mean, makes sense though. And I, I do like it again. They do another, you know, kind of, you know, for the reader, uh, Easter egg where they're driving in through Electroville and you see a giant Loki like corpse and he's like, is what is? It? He's like, are you? Pa- are we talking about a giant skyscraper on a, on a, on top of a big guy? Yeah, that'd be the Baxter Building. <laughs> like oh it's, man! And then, and there's also again when they're passing through South Dakota, and you see like a symbiote looking at them from the from up in the mountains. And then also when they pass by what would be Mount Rushmore, there's a different. They added an extra face on Mount Rushmore with is a giant skull face. A giant skull could Which that be foreshadowing? Did not, did not click. When I first read this, it did not click that what it was a foreshadowing to. <laughs> so this is obviously a foreshadow to the elusive president who controls the East Coast. Your favorite and mine, the Red Skull. He's perfect. for. I mean, he's a perfect character to use for this. Mm-hmm. And then uh, right around Des Moines, Iowa, we catch up with Logan and Hawkeye just having a drink. And Logan's feeling pretty, uh, pretty hard on himself. And so is Hawkeye. And they should. <laughs> oh, yeah. But this is when you finally get the background of what happened to him. He finally tells, you know, L- Hawkeye what they did to him that broke him. So in his mind, the way he starts telling the story is that he was at the X-Mansion and all these villains broke. Jubilee died and all these villains broken. Doc Ock, Omega Red, Electro, the Claw, some guy I don't recognize. Oh, Silver Guy? Uh, no, the Silver Samurai, but there's another guy in the... I don't think that's Sabretooth, is it? No. I think that might be one of the Hellfire Club guys. That would make sense why I don't recognize him. And but then you this... also got Strife leading the pack. And Strife oh. is one of my favorite bad guys. 
I love Strife so much. Oh, that's Strife, not Silver Samurai. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Silver Samurai does show up later in the book, though. Okay. Oh, I see. He's in the next panel. And they have, like, Absorbi Man, Bull, uh, Bullseye, the Scorpion, like, all these villains that attack, that attack X-Mansion, and then Wolverine just killing everybody to protect the kids. Yep, and you got Green Goblin, Mr. Sinister. The Blob. Like everybody. Yeah, the Blob. Awesome. <laughs> and yes. it's a really cool him scene of him just gutting everybody and just taking everybody out. And he says how he fought Bullseye for hours. And is when he's fighting Bullseye, this is when all of a sudden he's holding Jubilee in his arms and you see Mr. Mysterio in the corner being like, yeah, tricked you. Like, you really think you could take us all out? It's because your friends, they, they stopped for a moment. They, they hesitated. So that's why you're able to kill them so easily. And like, this was a jaw drop moment for me mm-hmm. because first off, Mysterio has been treated like a joke for years. <laughs> It's With the exception of the uh, Spider-Man Far From Home movie. Yes. But to see Mysterio pull off something like this was just, you know, kind of a good for him moment. <laughs> okay, we can go with that. But also, man, that is dark. Uh-huh. I don't, I liked it when I first read this like six years ago. I thought it was cool. Now I'm just, and I read it a year ago and I'm like, still cool. And I read it this time and I'm like, Meh, I don't. I don't like it anymore. I don't like it, but if you're going to do one thing that will mentally break Wolverine, that's about it. Yeah. I mean, it does. Like he ends that he ends this part where he goes to a train and to put his head on the tracks and just kill himself, which doesn't work, of course, because, you know, (laughs) but he's Wolverine. I almost said Viperanium, (laughs) (laughs) but he tries, but it doesn't. Oh, yeah, he tries. And. It is cool to see, like, it makes sense. Like, it kind of, you know, you are right. That's exactly the only thing that would really break him. And again, you get another Easter egg shortly after this where you come up to Dwight's toll, and it's some little kid sitting there wearing an Ant-Man mask who asked for the toll, for them to pay whatever the toll is. And yep. I like how Hawkeye is like, that's the best 50 cents you spent, dog, or something like that. Yep, and then there's, in the next panel there, there's just the canyon below the bridge is just littered with vehicles and bones. Mm-hmm. So Dwight doesn't mess around. Well, he got the Ant-Man mask. He just summons the ants, and they kill everybody. Then we move on to Doomshead, Illinois, which, if you've ever been to Illinois, yeah, it's it's pretty doom. <laughs> and, like, the last page of this comic is a giant symbiotic, di- with a, a giant dinosaur with the Venom symbiote on it. Yep, and that's about the moment where I was like, okay, that's the dumbest thing I have ever <laughs> seen in my life. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Venom's Venom, so I like it. But I, oh, I, no, I love Venom, don't get me wrong, but it's stupid. <laughs> yeah, because Venom would take over something he, that's more controllable, but... Yeah. Like, and they kill him in, in, with, like, two pages, so he's just there as an Easter egg, because in this section, Emma Frost is in control, she sends Black Bolt, one of the Inhumans, there, and he just says the word stop, and, he, you know, and then you just, you know, he just falls apart. Yep, just blows the symbiote right off, because... We all remember how Venom reacted to the Sonic Cannon and Maximum Carnage. <laughs> it doesn't really sound very much. But, it's you know. Cool. With Emma Frost, how she fixes their Jeep for them and kind of gives them supplies. And she makes a comment where where he's like, you shouldn't look the way you do because she still looks like how she used to look. And she's like, well, I'm a psychic. You you see what I want you to see. Yep. And I that's, lo- that's I like very her. much an Emma Frost thing, too. I really like Emma Frost a lot. Yeah. I, like, oh, she's yeah. really interesting. 
I never really read any books with her. I just remember her in the X-Men cartoon and definitely a really good X-Men cartoon. Wolverine and the X-Men only went one season. She's in that, too. Oh, okay. I never I don't think I've ever seen that one. One season it ends on a cliffhanger because they had planned for season two, but it's really damn good. I'm a I watched it once easy, but I remember really, really liking it. So if you get the chance, it's definitely worth a watch. All right. Well I'll check it out and y'all listening should check it out too. Maybe we can get them to uh rally, get a second season, hit up Twitter, uh, get those hashtag It was two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I'm pretty sure it ain't coming back. Hey, if the devil is a part-timer is finally getting a second season, anything is possible. <laughs> I, I, but it's just, I like that with Emma. And then you also have like a really quick one page. You just see doomed watching them as they enter his lair and leave. Like he doesn't, you know, of, his, of the city he's taken over. And that's all he does. He's just there. Yeah. And that, I think that made me the most upset. Like you don't bring out doom and not do a damn thing with him. It was just to, just to have him, just like this, you know, which I agree. They should have done more. Maybe he's in the old man Hawkeye book because they also there's old man Logan. There's old man Hawkeye, which is part of the same universe and old man Quill, which came out way later, like 2019 or 2020. Old man Quill came out. And in 2016, actually, they started making more old man Logan comics, like oh, yeah. more old man Logan stories. Eh, it doesn't. Eh. I know. I remember when it came. I was reading some of it, but I just have no interest in it. But I did like the Easter egg because when they go to Pym Falls and it's and they're driving on the highway, it's just a giant. You know what was Giant Man? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Pym, just a skeleton on the road when they killed him. Yeah, yeah. This is not a happy book at all. Like nobody really meets a good end here. Oh, not really. This is also when they pull up into. I, I'm assuming this is Washington D.C. area that they're in. They're in Connecticut, so this is probably around that area. Yeah, probably Washington, D.C. or, you know, New York at the outset. I, I love when they go to meet. Um, So they go to meet the resistance that they were traveling all this way to bring a package. And he pulls out the package. Hawkeye does. And they go inside this bar. And the guy that they go meet looks just like Adolf Hitler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. he's like, he's supposed to be part of the, you know, the, the resistance. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm just uh, okay. Yeah, got it. Edge Lord, got it. It's Hitler. stupid, and you find out the whole thing what Hawkeye was doing. He was transporting this briefcase of the super serum over to these people. They had fifty. They had fifty vials of it in order to turn make their own version of the Avengers to take back the country, and that's what they were up to. And his Hawkeye's whole deal is like, I'll give you this, but I need to be first, or I need to be. You, you need to save one for me. And I think myself, why don't you just take one in the first place? Yep. And after Hawkeye gets his assurances, of course, fake Hitler double crosses everybody. <laughs> and they just shoot the hell out of they shoot the hell out of Logan. They don't know it's Wolverine. They shoot Hawkeye right in the chest and and then they shoot him in the head and kill him. Mm-hmm. And that's how this issue ends. <laughs> yeah, like it is just it's a very it's a great picture when Hawkeye gets shot in the head. Like the art style's very, you know, shadow heavy and highlights and very much an action shot with Hawkeye's head just flopping back. Yeah, it's it's worry. There's some there's some good art here. I I don't appreciate the way I did before. I think maybe just after what 2020 did to me, I'm just like, eh, this is too violent and too I really am not okay with the next in in the next issue that you get. You have the first scene which shows 50 years earlier 
when Red Skull is standing in a burning Washington, you know, Washington, D.C., and he kills Captain America by plugging out his eyes, puts his fingers in his eyes, and Isaac and kills him that way. Well, that's only what they show. Yeah, but I like, just... Like, who knows what he did after he got blinded, but I do like this because this is very much how, if Red Skull is going to kill Captain America, it's going to happen, because they have a history. Yeah. They're probably just as much friends as enemies now at this point. And, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be calm. It's going to be quiet. It's going to be intimate. Red Skull's going to enjoy it. I mean, I, I can, I mean, I understand it and it fits Red Skull. I just didn't like it. Yeah. No, that's fair. It's a little too that's much. Fair. <laughs> and yeah, I am going to say that that is Washington DC because he's clearly in the white house. Yeah. <sighs> with the Nazi paraphernalia all <laughs> over it. It's a little different in 2021, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing about this book. And I'm like, when I read this book before, it didn't hit me the same way. And after everything that happened in, in early 2021, I'm like, yeah, it's a little different now. A little different. But. <laughs> I'm going to say it with that. <laughs> oh, God, no. I got one more thing to say about that. Because when we see Red Skull in the uh, white supremacy house, as I'm going to call it. <laughs> he is standing in his signature black leather trench coat looking up at Captain America's shield. He also has a bunch of hero memorabilia in front of him. Which you is- have the Silver Surfer's broken surfboard, uh, Doctor Strange's cape, Iron Man's armor, Vision's broken head, head uh, Cyclops's visor. Looks like the Thing's arm. Yeah, there's, like, there's just. There's Moon Knight. There's a sword I don't recognize. There's Captain Marvel's chest piece. There's Hulk's pants, which is odd because Hulk's not really dead. Nova's helmet, a wing of angel, Punisher's t-shirt. Like, just kind of little. They just threw in all sorts of little stuff just to do it. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, hey, I recognize that. And they're wearing, and, and he's wearing Captain America's bloody outfit. And let's talk about that for a second. <sighs> I don't like so... it. I don't like it either, and I'll tell you why I don't like it. I don't like it because it's too real. You have a Nazi wearing Captain America's outfit. You have the idea of white supremacy being sheltered by the symbol of America. After last year, after these past four years, it is too goddamn real. You are 100% right. I don't like that at all. Big reason why I don't care for this book the same way. When I first read this in like 2015, before everything happened, before I, it wasn't, it didn't, it just didn't, it's like, okay, but now after everything that happened in 2020 and, and 2021, I'm just kind of like, I'm not okay with this anymore. It really bothers but me. Like, I, I don't like it, but it's powerful. It's powerful it storytelling. And I appreciate the book, even if I don't like the individual moments. And I have to examine it. And why don't I like the moment? Well, it it sucks because it is too real. Yeah. And right around here is where you find out that Tobias, the fake Hitler, um, <laughs> is part of Shield, who now works for Red Skull. Well, that, that sounds that sounds accurate in the MCU, though. Yeah, Red Skull, but it's accurate otherwise. Yeah. And he's got the super serum. What I don't uh, understand is why they bring both dead bodies in there to show him. They bring Wolverine. They don't know it's Wolverine. And they bring Hawkeye. And I'm like, why wouldn't you just bury the bodies somewhere? Why'd you bring them in? Well, I mean, they cut off Thing's arm. Maybe they're going to chop off Hawkeye's bow arm. 
I mean, this is the trophy room, so... Yeah, but you think you'd just say Hawkeye's bow and that'd be enough? Yeah, you'd think so, but... I like how Wolverine, then they're like, wait, his bullet holes are healing. <laughs> his wounds are disappearing, and he kicks them right in the balls. Yep. Because, why not? <laughs> it is cool, and though, that's... this is the first time you see Logan fight, though. Like, he gets up and he fights Red Skull, and this is the, the first time he fights the entire series. He still won't pop his claws, but he fights, and he grabs Captain America's shield, and... He ends up cutting off Red Skull's head with the shield. <laughs> Which is satisfying. Yeah, it's it's a badass moment, and it, it is really fucking cool. So you got Wolverine with Cap shield, and Red Skull is fighting with the sword. Is that Black Knight's sword? That's what I was thinking, but Black Knight is one of those characters that I know nothing about nor care, but I'm pretty sure, yes, it is Black Knight's sword. Yeah, because the blade's black, I gotta assume. I just never read any of that Avengers run when he's in it. Mm-hmm. Fair Avengers in the first place. I never read any. I never read any of his books, so I can't really like speak for that character. Unfortunately, I want to. I just haven't gotten that far yet. And then you got the biggest happy moment, at least for me, in this entire book. Wolverine's locked in the trophy room. He has to get out, and Red Skull's people are waiting outside. <laughs> so what do you do if you're Wolverine? Take the money. Don't forget that part. You take the money. But you also put on Iron Man's suit and blow your way out of that cave. It is cool. And it's like he's missing the torso part of the suit. So he just has the boots on, the helmet on, the arm, and the chest piece. But he's missing the pants. Yep. But he's <laughs> got his shorts. <laughs> yeah. And in the whole time, like throughout this entire book, he does keep talking about, oh, I got to do this for the kids. Got to do this for the kids. And the whole point is he's trying to get rent to pay the Hulk gang because he missed rent for months. So they don't kill him and the kids. And... There is so much money here. He has so much money. It's in a cool briefcase, like all money should be given out. <laughs> and he I, just goes full speed back to California. At least like 3,000, 2,000, 1,000. And then when he's 500 miles away, he ends up crashing finally. And this is also yep. kind of a badass scene where like some scavengers try to like they find him. And he just kills the scavengers because he's got to get home with his money. Or at least just beats the hell out of them with the briefcase. I'm not sure if they're dead, but they're definitely not feeling too good. Yeah, they're not. They might be dead by the time they wake up. Someone else will kill them. And he was a three-day, he crashed a three-day walk away from his house. And this is so sad. Like, when he, so he ends up getting home, finally, and this is when one of the neighbors tells him, like, I'm sorry. Because he's like, we got two more weeks. And they came back for the money because they got bored. Even though they had two more weeks to pay. So this is... Yes, I don't like this. I I don't like it, but I do kind of like the fact that Logan re-embraces Wolverine. Well, it's powerful. He comes in, he finds his two kids and his mother, or not mother, his, his wife, have been murdered by the Hulk gang for no mm-hmm. reason at all. Which you find out, out of boredom. Yeah, and out of just spite. Well, part of it was, I think, Banner makes a comment that he kind of sent them to go do it because he wanted to bring out Wolverine. Yeah, he wanted a good fight. And you see in the end of, like, right around here, all of a sudden, he, and his, or schnick, and then his claws come out. He finally lets out his claws. And like you said, he says, it's Wolverine when they call him Logan. <laughs> yep, and it's been so long, like, he's bleed, his hands are bleeding again from the claws popping out in the first time in God knows how many years. His body years. is puckered with bullet holes, and, oh, it's a, it's a good hero shot. But yeah. you're right, there is a, while it's a satisfaction to that, it's a grim satisfaction because, you know, this is not what he wanted. You know, this is, we're getting our Wolverine, but at what cost? 
Yeah. And I, I it need to be to break to break it to make him embrace Wolverine again. I just don't like it. But I just I just wasn't into this book. And I, I, I know I keep saying that, but it just really hit me more and more, especially as we're as we're flipping to the pages right now, it's hitting me again. But the the final issue of the story starts off with you have the Hulk gang in some watering hole just cleaning them, cleaning up blood from whoever they killed. And this is a, like there's the two guys just talking, and all of a sudden one guy disappears. And he's just talking like, "Hey, where'd you go?" He looks down, and there's his buddy cut in pieces, and floating in the water. And yeah, then you that's... get the animal that bursts out and yeah, just that... destroys. I I did like seeing Wolverine just destroy the Hulk gang, though. That was kind of cool to me in this mm-hmm. issue because they deserved it. I mean, they they had it coming. But the thing that's really heartbreaking about that is the Hulk gang is cleaning off the blood and they're talking about how they wanted to send Logan a message. So Logan just missed saving his family. Well, they said it was two weeks that it happened two weeks ago. They killed. Well, they had two weeks. Oh, they had two weeks. Yes. Yes. Okay. I see. Yeah. He just missed it. Yes. You're right. My hours. Yeah. So like, this is still very fresh and that to me adds to the urgency of that. But it is very satisfying to see. Like if he wouldn't have crashed, if he would have made it all the way with his Iron Man suit, he would have been. He would have. You know, he would have came in time. Mm-hmm. But eh, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I like how they're at Sony Stark's bar, and then you have like some Hulk gang eating somebody's arm because they eat human flesh for some reason in this. Yeah, probably and just like, hey, let's have a bite. The scene like where he breaks, he, so he breaks, so the, all of a sudden the lights go out. He breaks into this bar. And they're like, hey, what? They, they flash the light, and you just see him just chopping up one of the guys, one of the Hulk gang. And it, all of a sudden, they just they all get murdered. <laughs> yeah, but the thing that's really terrifying, and I don't know if you noticed that, but there's flesh in Wolverine's mouth. Yeah, he's biting them, too. Like, he has gone full animal. His eyes are just wide open, unblinking. He's covered in blood. He's up to his knuckles and Hulk family. Oof. Yeah. That was a stupid thing that they did. <laughs> it's definitely just real gross. And then you have some of the Hulk getting out of brothel. And that, oh, not that's just any that. brothel. Hef's mansion. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, it is Hef's mansion. Like it, it has to clearly say in the panel, too. That's funny. I didn't catch that. Yep. Okay, that, so that's kind of funny. Three of the Hulk gang just take on an entire brothel full of prostitutes. And knock them unconscious, pretty much. And then they go outside, and that's the problem. I I like this where they come out and they you know they go out to their Fantastic Four mobile, and Logan's just standing there with a trench coat on and his claws, and he just and he just murders them. Yep. <laughs> he just says, "Try me," and that's all you see. And then it jumps to um, where Banner is and has a bunch of like because of course you have to go with all the different themes of this book, and you have a bunch of trailers parked outside a cave. You know, they kind of get the whole trailer park trash type thing and all that stupid stuff. Yeah, I mean it, it's har har. Yeah, I mean it's a. I know it's a joke, but at the same time, it's like it's a stupid joke. It, it needs yeah, to go like things. Again, high school Ken would have been like Haha, those stupid rednecks. Nowadays, Ken is like, you know, that's really not a fair stereotype. There's a lot of people that are just poor that are trying to do their best. Yeah, and that's now, just not. There are no. such things as dumb fuck people that. But the, I, I don't judge you about where you live. I judge you by the things you say. <laughs> <laughs> like when you tell me that lizard people are running this country, then I'm going to say, hey, you're right. you know, just hey, you know what? Like, David Icke wrote that book. 
I have that book about the shape-shifting reptilians. (laughs) I only have it because somebody gave it to me. But I actually read the whole thing. It's okay to read fiction. It's it's a different thing when you start believing the fiction. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like all the people throwing all the conspiracy theories and stuff and... Yeah, we could do a whole episode on conspiracy theories. Easy. Not now, but yes, I, I could too. Yeah, I, no. There's one I believe, but it's more fun to believe in. But that's neither here nor there. All right. So okay. move on. Hey, let's get back to the Hulk's, uh, the so Hulk it, family. So down on is, he ends up he ends up having the Fantastic Formobile crash into their town. And you see one of the Hulk guys is all tied, you know, all chained up in the car. And it's full of explosives. And he has a bomb in his mouth. <laughs> or the ticker in his mouth. Oh, and then he just blows up and you have Logan just show up. He's like, I'm just here to kill you people. And he just starts killing the Hulk gang. He just starts killing oh, everybody. Like people are getting claws through heads. Heads are separating from bodies. Mm-hmm. And it's all just to get to Banner. And then Banner finally shows up. What's interesting about Banner is he's just a little old man at first. But when he punches Logan, he punches him just like Hulk would have punched him. Yep. And this is where you find out that, you know... A lot of people are saying that the radiation sickness made him mad. That's when you find out that he was going to mate, that he mated with his first cousin. <laughs> yeah. And he wanted to set an example because all because he wanted to fight, like you were saying before. He just he just wanted to fight Wolverine. So his whole point was to bring him out. Yep. He <laughs> the words exactly. I needed someone cool to kill to make me feel alive again. Isn't there somewhere <sighs> better to wrote that? Hmm. Isn't there a better way you could have wrote that sentence? I guess oh, it- I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure. Like, I needed to, you know, feel the blood rushing through my veins to know what life felt like, to know why I was still here after everybody else died. Something. That's then, a better way to put that. Yeah, this is, this is Mark Millar, so he writes differently. And then you have Wolverine shove his claws through Banner and pretty much kill him. And I like this one, you know, he's even like, you shouldn't have made me angry, Logan. And instead of like, you know, he says people piss themselves when they get when I get angry. And he turns into a giant, ugly Hulk. A Hulk that looks more like abomination than anything. Yeah, he really does. And he freaking eats Logan. Like you see him biting Logan and you find out 12 hours later, he ate Logan. (laughs) Yup. Because somebody, one of the Hulk gang shows up to check on Banner and sees all the dead bodies and a, and a fat Hulk that's having stomach issues for some reason. Yeah, I wonder why. I don't know. He's just got weird stomach cramps. and Yeah, and he's like, but the healing factor, right when he says that, this is when Logan pops out of Hulk's back and he just cut him open, which essentially kills him finally. <laughs> oh, God, and that line, what's the matter, Banner? Something you ate? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Wolverine healing in somebody's digestive tract. I'll allow that line. And then he takes the clothes from this other Hulk guy. He's like, hey, you'll live a little longer if you give me my clothes. I'm assuming he still killed him after he got the clothes. Oh, probably. And then he and then he takes the baby with him for some reason. He takes Banner's little baby, Hulk baby. And he says goodbye to his family. And then him and the baby go off on their own and leave the yep. town. Go, I guess to go kill the villains. To kind of help or something, but like, I think he's just going to raise up this Hulk to be a hero. And I haven't read the future books in this comic, but I'll tell you right now, I'm already getting, you know, strong lone wolf and cub vibes from this. Like Mandalorian. Yeah, exactly. It's even a tiny green baby. (laughs) Where'd they get that idea from? 
So now we know where Mandalorian came from. <laughs> but also, to, I can tell you a little bit. Old Man Logan takes place in a different. It, the Old Man Logan universe is Logan went to the normal Marvel universe where there is no Wolverine because Wolverine was dead at the time. It doesn't take place in this universe. Okay. Okay. Maybe it bounces back and forth a little bit, but when I read the first couple issues, it was taking place where he had just gotten. He got transferred during the whole Secret Wars event that happened. Ugh. Old Man Hawkeye is cool to this book. And Old Man Quill takes place after Old Man Logan, but it's a little different, I'll say. I, I definitely will have to check that out. Oh, we're, it's 100% going to be on the show at some point. Because one of the big reasons why I wanted to recover this episode, re-record it, because I really want to do Old Man Quill, Old Man Hawkeye. And I had to do this one first again. No, 100% going to happen. I'll reach out to you again later and we'll do the other two. <laughs> so yeah, and, and that's right. the book, where he rides off into the sunset with a little, little baby, with a baby hawk. And that's the end of Old Man Logan, as we've read it. Again, yes. there is more, but this was the big one that everybody talked about. This was the one that inspired a lot of what Lo- what turned into Logan. Even though the story beats weren't exactly the same, you still have a lot of similarities. Also, the Logan book didn't come out for years later after this, what you're talking about. Oh, the Logan movie? No, the Logan movie, I forget what year that was, but the books, like you said, Old Man Logan continue, it was years later. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Old Man Logan, the continuations came out eight years after this book started. So it finished in 2009, and then they started republishing new stories in 2016. And when was the Logan movie? Um, I want to say that was, what, 2018? 2017? I'm trying to find out. When I typed in Logan, I got a 2010. Not what I'm looking for. 2017. Okay. Yeah, you're right. That does kind of take place a little bit like it does kind of follow a little bit of the story. Yeah, because you got, you know, a package that has to be delivered. You got, you know, Wolverine, well, killing the last of the X-Men, essentially. I don't remember anything about it other than I saw it. Yeah, I would definitely recommend watching it again. I will be at some point. I have plans. Once we finish the MCU, I've been talking about at some point doing the X Men movies. Oh, uh, the Fox, uh, the Fox universe. Yeah, we'll see if that happens or not. But it's something I've been talking about doing. Okay. Okay. So we'll, we'll see. But all right, that about any last thing to say about Old Man Logan before we go to shelf stacker box? Yeah, like I would. I I I don't know. This this like I said, it's the first time reading it, and. You know, a lot of people talk about this. Everything I know about this book beforehand, the reason I thought I had read it was because a lot of people still talk about it to this day. And I just had absorbed a lot of it through pop culture, you know, and being friends with people who have read it and they talk about it all the time. But, you know, actually reading it through, this was an interesting experience and a really just dark read. Like, uh-huh. it was dark. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> but it was a good time. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I Man, it just bugs me so much that I just don't have the same feeling for it anymore. But I know it is a good book. All right, and with that, we should go to Shelf Stacker Box. Since this is the first time you probably have heard this, Stack is what we had, had on, the, on the main show where it's the in the middle or something you don't really want to put on the shelf, you don't really want to put in the box, you just want like that in the, in the gray area type thing with the stack. Okay. Kind of put that out there. And I'll go first. This one has 
because I always base this is always based on however the reader went or the read the watch the the play of that of what I did just for that episode. And in this one, it was very much it's going to go in the box. I mean, this is a great story. I enjoyed it, but it just didn't it didn't hit me. I wasn't in the right mood for something this dark. Even though I'm the one to put it on the show, I wasn't. It it didn't it didn't it hurt me in ways that I did was expecting to kind of feel uncomfortable and not as enjoy as much. Partly again. Because of the you know what happened in 2021 January, kind of he's a little different when you see all the Nazis and some you know even though comic books I'm like okay a little too close to home here after what happened you know what almost happened and then you have that and you have just different things and it just you know it just doesn't feel right so I will still recommend this book to people I have recommended this book many times it's something that I think people really should read but for me in this reading it's going in the box because I don't do not read need to read it again I'm gonna stay I'm done with this book <laughs> I will read the other two but I'm done with this one. Okay. How about you, Ken? All right, fair enough. I would, I'd put this, this would be the inaugural comic in my stack. Okay. Because I liked it. Did I love it? I did not. Would I want to display <laughs> it on a shelf? Eh, not really. <sighs> because, you know, high school Ken probably would have shelved this immediately. <laughs> but, you know, old, old man Ken here, living through the <laughs> oh uh, pandemic and... All the recent political upheaval that we've had, I'm kind of just like, you know, it was it was fine, it was fine. So stack it is okay. That's a good place to put it. Yeah, like it's it's. I do recommend you read it if you haven't read it. If you have read it and you really like it, sure, why not give it another read? If you have read it and don't like it, don't let me convince you to read it anyway. Cause I got news for you: if you didn't like it, then you're really not going to like it now. <laughs> that's a very accurate statement <laughs> I, I feel like this is just it's a product of its time like this it really book is. very much feels like the late 2000s yeah it's 100 percent a product of its time oh yeah you know different world yeah and it's i don't know it's interesting sometimes to look back on things that were of a time like every time i see anything with spawn in it i'm just like oh that was a whole thing that we did as uh comic consuming culture we thought that that was just the best wow <laughs> i have never read any spawn oh spawn is i saw spawn the movie special does that count yeah i mean i guess so the movie's very much product of its time also <laughs> <laughs> i haven't seen it in years but i have seen it before i bought spawn toys before but again those uh, are also well, years I, ago i watched that movie again recently and let me tell you <laughs> it's rough I can believe that. I can 100% <laughs> believe that. All right, that about wraps up our Old Man Logan episode. And if you enjoyed this comic episode, we have tons of other comics that we've done, so definitely check those out. I don't know what time you're hearing this, so I don't know when I'm going to publish this. So I can't say. We've been going through the MCU films, so definitely check those out. There should be a decent amount of them out at the time you're hearing this. There are already a decent amount, Ralph, but there should be even more, so definitely check those out. We also do games every week, so please find yourself over there. I'm sure if you go through our library, you will find something else that catches your eye. And I can't, we have done X-Men, X-Men God Loves, Man Kills. It's kind of the only other Wolverine thing that we've done that I can think of. Mm-hmm. And it also was X-Men vs. Arcade, but that's a, that's a weird episode that, on our comic that we did for a while ago. But yeah, check that out too. And I can't remember, Ken, you don't have anything to plug, do you? No, I don't, not yet. Okay, I couldn't remember I mean, if I wanted to at least ask. The time will come when, uh, when I do have uh, a podcast of my very own, but that time is not now. <laughs> okay. Hey, I inspire people all the time. I was afraid a few people have to make their own shows. But uh, I wanna... If you do want to uh, check out some of my writings about films, you can go check them out at wordpress.com slash Kenneth Sanity. 
that's where I write about movies. I haven't done it in probably a year, but there's some fun stuff there. Okay. Let me go check him out. I want to thank Ken for coming on again for the show. For doing comic with me. And I want to give a shout out to awesome intro and outro, outro courtesy of Bobby, a.k.a. Mike Tony from ZP Bite the Bullet. Song School Kid Squad. You will see a link in the show notes. And we will see you guys all. Oh, and please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm on YouTube, so please go subscribe to YouTube. And we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Yeah, have, have a good one. Bye. Bub. <laughs> yeah, that was good.